that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. Hey guys, welcome back to Killer Thoughts Podcast, another podcast with your boys, Instagram Ramirez. And today is not another uh, bad podcast because we have another guest in the, in the room. But before we introduce our guest, we'll introduce the boys. Seated in front of me, introduce yourself, sir. What's going on, guys? It's Alejandro. What's, what's up? And seated in front of Alejandro, introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? This is Joel, a.k.a. Dad Joel. Thank you for coming back and welcome back. And thank you for guys for listening to us again, another podcast. And now, further ado, let's introduce our guest. Sir, introduce yourself to the room and to the masses. Yeah, my name is Spencer Enriquez. Uh, my art moniker is Spencer Bones. Spencer Bones. Spencer Bones. Okay. So, let me get this straight. Are you saying when you don't have guests, it's a bad show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know what? I was going to call him out, but I realized you I'm too what? mean to Angel. So let me answer this. Let no, let me answer you're not, you're not selling your podcast not, very well. It's not that. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. that you know, let me just be honest and say that sometimes we get tired of each other yeah we're like a, <laughs> we're, 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 we're like this weird family where yeah. it's kind of like you're, you're so used to each other that you hate each other but you yeah. love each other exactly. love, love hate relationship you know what I'm talking about like yeah. almost when the little things start pissing you off like he's just drinking coffee I'm just like fuck you you know exactly. for, for, no, like a, for no reason just because you know like the love is there and just Alejandro looking at him like god fucking damn what are you doing it's just like a little fucking uh, little sibling fight. Yeah, little is what it is. You know what I mean? But no, no, it's still the same enthusiasm with no guest or a guest. It's just in a different level. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, nice save, bro. <laughs> 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 uh, I think what there's been times where we actually done it that we really drained completely, like our energy is like really low. But yeah, we still pull through and like try to do like the best we can when it comes to doing a pod. Yeah. So, is this your first time doing a podcast? Uh, no, actually, I used to do a video podcast uh, okay. with a couple homies uh, called Fridays Are Fire. Oh, that's what's up. It talked about pop culture shit, anime, video games, comic books. There we go, just everything, right? Yeah. How was the dynamic with that? Like, when you guys, how many people were there? Like, uh, There's three of us. Three of you guys? Yeah. Okay, so it was like us. Right. Yeah, right, there we go. How come you guys stopped? Um, one of the homies just wasn't kind of, wasn't into it for uh, anymore. He used to do... Uh, a weekly podcast for like a, a long time and he just kind of was over it mm-hmm. um and then he, he kind of started doing it on his own uh like all the behind the scenes stuff you know uh mm-hmm. and was having issues with technical difficulties and things like that and just kind of i guess just was over it after a while i feel that Damn. <laughs> next, hey. <laughs> hey next you know angel has his own podcast what's up no, yeah right <laughs> angel's daily posts right just like that that could be one that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good title dog you yeah. just gave him the title you, know you just I mean? gave me the yeah. title dog thank you you would be posting every day if it's daily yeah. posting every day you know i think to your thing like does happen with us like you know at least the three of us are putting the same enthusiasm when it comes to this project. But I think at some point, if it goes to that point where we want one of us feels that like they're not putting enough, I know we're going to call that person out. Like, you know, because we're friends. Mm-hmm. So we're told, hey, man, what's going on? Like, you're not there. Put it 100%. Like, well, what's, what's up? Are you okay? 
you know you, right. you don't want to be here anymore you know like it's like that sibling thing it's like why'd you eat my food yeah exactly you know <laughs> it's just like sometimes you just gotta call somebody out real quick you know like you okay like like this motherfucker always asks me if he's okay and he's lying to me no, we're not going into it. We're not going into it like that. But yeah, I feel yeah, uh, like I used to be in a punk band, and I oh, did nice. I did a lot of the um, background work of like booking the shows and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. making flyers and stuff like that. And I it was, I felt like it was kind of the same thing where um, after a while it just kind of burned out just because one person was doing most of the work, you know? Yeah, right. No, I feel that. You feel like yeah, you feel drained. Yeah. At some point. What's, what was the name of your punk band, man? Zombie Pool Party. Zombie Pool Party. There we go. Yeah, we used, to, we used to play out here a lot. Uh, Johnny V's. Oh, nice. Right there down. you go. R- yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, you know, R.I.P. It was, it was yeah, second, no, yeah. like, second home. Just, you know, yeah, man. out there all the time. I had a friend that worked at Johnny V's for the longest time as well. Oh, yeah? You know, yeah. My friend Daniel, he had really long hair. He had a big old beard. You know, yeah, it's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. yeah, but that's why I'd go over there. We'd just be chilling, just kicking it, seeing whatever local band was playing. It was always really cool. Yeah, it's always it's always a spot to be. So it seems like you've been like in a lot of projects, literally. Yeah, and just uh, I feel like creative people always draw each other to one mm-hmm. another, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, there's always a, that opportunity to collaborate with with others, and yeah. So right, right now you you got your uh, your own thing going on, right? So um, you down to collab with people when it comes to somebody comes to you like hey like i want to do something with you or or uh yeah i mean with with the art that i'm doing now um i haven't really had as much collab opportunities or at least i haven't really had anybody propose anything to me yet okay um mm-hmm. i've done stuff with friends where another friend is in a band and one person did like the line work and then i you know, colored it. So I've, that's the closest yeah, thing right. I've really done to collab with art right now. Um, but I'm also working on like a, a graphic novel with one of my friends. Oh, that's and dope. so that's like a collab project where we're writing it together. And then once we get done with, um, you know, the script, then I'd be doing the art. See, that's freaking dope. That's dope. You know, like a little background. We met this, uh, this gentleman over here when we were over at Martha Street. You know, yeah, good, good old, good old event where we're kind of just hanging out, you know, seeing locals. And I remember seeing your art because you do a lot of crossovers with cartoons and stuff. I'm just thinking, like, this is freaking dope, you know. But th- that's interesting. You're saying, like, you know, as far as uh, collaborating and stuff, even just doing like the the coloring and stuff like that. You know, I feel like it's it's a little bit of a collaboration. But I saw recently you're taking uh, was it commissions with different people, like, and even that it's like a weird way to collaborate with people. Yeah, like, for sure. How uh, is it now, like, kind of just having people come up and being like, hey, I want to, I want you to draw this for me. Like, do you still kind of, like, always take it as, like, you're drawing it for yourself, or are you more so making it your style, or is it kind of, like, more so kind of, like, just, such, like, work? Uh, it kind of depends on the project, I guess. Um, <clears throat> I feel like uh, being the artistic person of, of my family, uh, in that case, if, like, an aunt or my mom's like, hey, draw this for me, then mm-hmm. they expect it in, in a specific style, um, and then I kind of have to tell them like yo i don't draw like that i hate, <laughs> that, <I> fucking <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. hate that shit that um, happened to me man i hate that but i, I feel like that. if it's somebody you know um where i met at an event or they see me on social media then at least they have an idea of what my style is so mm-hmm. um they're not expecting something that i'm not able to do you know yeah right no, that's very true man yeah because like even seeing your stuff like over at martha and seeing like you know just the things that you've been posting online 
-hmm. it feels like you at least have a different kind of like you're you're comfortable in your style but you have a lot of different stuff that you do like i feel like you kind of like hit like a bunch of different stuff that you're just feeling at that time yeah definitely uh i I feel like the jack of all trades master of none definitely applies um Mm -hmm. like I'm, i'm always kind of spread out and with with art um i feel like i have I'm like scatterbrained, you know, like I always want to do something and, I, and then I'll be in the middle of a project and think of something else. And it, it always just like drags my attention to the point where like I don't, uh, I guess, master a specific style um, or even a medium. I mean, like I really like to paint, but I don't have the, the space to, mm-hmm. to you know, lay it all out. And then it's pretty time consuming. So, yeah, exactly. Um, doing stuff digitally is really convenient. Just mm-hmm without your ipad and there you go you know yeah right because it's really cool you're saying like you have digital like even with your commissions you're like do you want a digital <laughs> one do you want something that's printed do you want something you know just straight up where it's just pencil you know and pen yeah yeah so it's really cool the thing about about when it comes to like going back to your point with the commissions dude it's like either way like regardless if it's something that you feel like it's your own and then you put it you're still leaving a part of you in that little piece that you're making right now let me ask you this what has been the most complicated that you at this point where, like i'm done with this project like just trying to turn it in and like it's over when it comes to like getting a commission from somebody like a bad experience that you had with the with the client that you're like this, this person just came keeps changing everything and then i gotta keep go back and then you know and fix shit because uh, i mean i'm sure you've been through that situation uh, on the art side, not so much. Um, as far as most like frustrating commission, it wasn't anything due to the client. Um, so I, I do these paintings on VHS tapes, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a commission to do Steve Buscemi. Um, oh, and, nice! And the the ones <clears throat> I do, it's like from the eyes to to like the nose. Um, okay, so just kind of like a profile shot, almost like yeah. you know, real quick. So I, I I did a series of Star Wars ones. Um, on Star Wars VHS tapes, and then the Steve Buscemi one was on Fargo. Uh, okay, there we go. Okay, and I don't know, just for some reason, like I haven't painted in a while, and so getting back into it, it was just so frustrating. Like getting it right, and and I'm I'm a pretty big critic of myself, so if it's not like where I think mm-hmm. it needs to be, then I'm just I don't know. I just get really frustrated. It's with the artist curse. Yeah, it's the curse of an artist. Um, but yeah, this this dude was like probably one one of the most chill clients. Like I got the piece to him it was almost a year after he like commissioned me for it Whoa, honestly damn. and i hit him up a couple times and was just like hey i'm sorry like it's sorry it's taking a while but yeah we're like, like i'm sorry <laughs> he's like no no man take your time no worries like uh like i want you to be happy with the piece too and mm-hmm. um, were, were you when you finally gave it to him or no yeah i liked it it was cool i don't know man there's a little <laughs> bit of a pause there uh, it's just like yeah, having like, PTSD of the whole experience, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're like, thinking about it. You're like, did I like it? Fuck. Overall, yeah. overall, though, yeah, uh, it was cool. Um, but I also do graphic design. That's kind of like my main job, my my day job, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had some clients on that side where it, it's pretty frustrating. Um, I did a project. Well, like one of my first projects after graduating um, mm-hmm. was for a comic convention, a small one. And uh, I was supposed to do like a logo and poster design and um, fix up their website and like all this shit. And it was gonna mm-hmm. be a pretty big project. I was super stoked. And then, um, and it, and then it turned out to just be a poster commission in the end. And they kind of like jacked my idea for their logo and 
Um, it was kind of like they were going to see what you wanted to do and then take what they like, but only really pay you for a certain thing. Yeah, basically. And then, and then especially with up. like business logos, people, I don't know, like some, sometimes people, uh, they kind of have like an idea of what they want or they don't know what goes behind like making a logo or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. just like they try to kind of hijack the, the process and it's like mm-hmm. you're paying me to design this for you not like you give me an idea and i'm just your tool you know yeah no exactly yeah especially with commissions i feel like that's the double-edged sword right there like you're trying to do something for somebody but oftentimes if you're trying to help out the wrong person it's almost like we're talking snakes in the grass you know yeah. they find it as an opportunity of how can i better our business without having to really you know involve you whatsoever which is just kind of fucked up you know that's the that's the thing sometimes that, that i see myself when when it comes to that Especially with those kind of clans, yeah, like they think, okay, this person's good. I'll, whatever I, I I'll tell them that I want it done, they're gonna do it regardless, because you know they're getting paid for it. So you know, eventually, you just gotta change whatever I say. And then at that time, at that point, you're like, damn, like, it is paid. So it's kind of like I'm getting paid for this. So yeah, right. You know I feel that. It's kind of like yeah, I've, I've mm-hmm. kind of learned the hard way that like uh, if you're gonna make art, whether it's you know design or regular art you know yeah. uh your job or you're gonna do it beyond just a hobby that you kind of got to be up front um with the clients like uh, i just recently finished a logo and um i've I, yeah just from previous experience i've made sure to kind of lay out some like terms and stuff like you only get two revisions anything beyond the scope of this project it's extra charge like you know you just got to be up front and yeah. just kind of stand your ground with your boundaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's one, that's one of the things some artists struggle to do that. They're like, oh, if I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say that, you know, at least for now. And then, then they just end up just getting deeper and deeper and deeper when it comes to those kind of projects. Yeah, there's always that, that like, uh, I mean, like you're saying, <clears throat> it's the client's money. And then, you know it's going to you you don't want to lose out on the money mm-hmm. and yeah. you don't want to like push away a client but i don't know i feel like and i, I haven't really mastered this part yet but so you got you kind of got to be to the point where like if it's a difficult client you just got to drop them you know yeah right. i mean it makes sense learn when to say yeah. no yeah yeah but i think at, at some point like there because uh you know especially when you do graphic design and you, you're going to go and base my clients, like eventually you're, you know, you're going to lose some battles with some of them. You know that you're going to have to, you know, you're not going to get what's worth from whatever you did for that client, yeah. but you're going to have your wins. You know, you're going to have the clients where all right, they, then you're going to start their experience and you know exactly how to talk to them, how to like, you know, you know, manage your time, uh, especially when it comes to when you're doing your work, then it doesn't seem like you're, dragging yourself and you actually have your your hours planned out to do that specific project so you feel like hey i'm actually not you know putting all my personal time on this where you know and the other ones like i I had to do that especially when you barely start you know working in that kind of environment yeah for sure see and what i've noticed is and that's one of the things that pisses me off is when you're buying something that someone made and people try to fucking lowball it and they can tell you oh i can find that over like a this is him, this place, you know? And then you're like, but, dude, they put their time in, their materials, and everything, you know? And as, let's say, you go to a fucking regular store where you can buy at Little Market, 
at the lower price, you go over there because of the better brand. And they don't ask them to lowball well, it. The reality is a brand sells. Whatever yeah. is branded that you know it's been whatever, like you you'll buy it out. You know, I mean, I mean don't don't get me wrong. There is artists out there and this is like the fine art, you know, the typical fine art struggle from that that kind of artist, you know, when they're when they make their own art by hand and or paintings and they go and they sell them. Of course for them, that's like a lot of money for them because they put money, effort, sweat and tears to do that, right? But on the you know, on the consumer perspective, you know, you might say like, Oh, that's a cool piece, but like you know, I only have like forty bucks. So I don't have more than that. You know what I mean? Like, so I can understand bonus bonus at the same time. I can definitely understand bonus, but at the end of the day, it's like you know, it depends. Sometimes it's even the communication. You know, you you go to you know, I might go to your booth. You're selling your stuff, and the way you communicate with me, that's how I'm gonna per- perceive you too. Like, if you're a person who's communicating and and I ask you, oh, tell me about your art, and then you're telling me specifically what you did, I might find value in that. And might even give you more money. You yeah, know? Uh, that's definitely a big part of like trying to sell at you know mm-hmm. events, or yeah. like like Martha Street or you know like things like that. Is like you're saying the way you come across to people checking out your art, and um, I found that it's way more likely that somebody's gonna purchase something if um, if I kind of strike up a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Like if I just let somebody kind of like walk by and look through and just kind of like go on their own then i don't know 70 percent of the time they're not gonna buy anything but if i'm like oh hey how's it going oh yeah i did this oh check out this series of mashups i did of you know marvel superheroes and nickelodeon cartoons Mm -hmm. and you know oh i grew up on this shit then more than likely they're gonna get it yeah you got that that nostalgia factor and then you're like oh yeah i used to watch that when i was a kid or or, tv used to be good at least cartoons yeah, so pretty much like yeah, you're right. It makes sense, but again, it's a win or lose. It's kind of like that kind of situation where you might work, might not work. It depends on the person. Yeah, you really got to connect with people. But to your point, you yeah. don't. You got to be genuine about it. Like yeah. once you have that kind of genuine feel, once you're actually talking to people, like you said, like when you're actually connecting, where it's like you watch that too. Yeah. Like yeah, do you remember this episode? Or like who's your favorite character? Or like you know if you did a character that someone really loves. Like, you know, in their favorites, you know, like with like crossover with like, let's say their favorite Marvel character or anything like that. Like, I feel like you kind of genuinely connect with people a little bit more and it gives them more of an incentive to buy your stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, you're at the end of the day, like you're you're a salesman, you know, you got to like sell your product and you got to sell yourself as an artist. You see, how far does that go, though? Is there certain things that you just wouldn't do or like if someone was commissioning you or you're like, I'm sorry, that's just not my that's not my thing. Or do you have any do you have anything Uh, where you're like? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to do that because I know you're just out to kind of like almost, you know, you're out for your personal gain more so than like other things. Or do you take into that into account or do you uh, kind of just I've, go into every project with a clear mind, just trying to do the best? I mean, I've never been in that situation yet. Um, so lucky. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, if it was something that like I had didn't have the skill for, like I would turn down the project. Mm-hmm. Um and then, I mean, I guess, like, on a ethical or, like, moral side, like, I mean, I'm not going to, if somebody wanted to commission me, like, a poster, an illustration that was, like, I don't know, anti-climate change. Let's, let's, you know? let's just like, say would, something offensive to, you know, to I mean, like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, sell myself for, 
something that's going to destroy the planet. You know, yeah, like let, save let the polar bears. A, let me give you an example. <laughs> a freaking flat earther shows up to you, like, hey man, I want you to to do me a a poster of the Earth. And like, all right, so around no, no, flat Earth. And I want you to make sure it says right there, the Earth is flat. Everything people told you is a lie. And I want you to make me that poster and make copies of this. And then will you do it? No. Or it says like, <laughs> fuck you, it's flat, right? <laughs> it was all a lie. Oh, yeah, right? God. I actually been one of those people. I saw some guy shirt. It's just like uh, flatter than my soda, and it was just the planet, you know. Right? <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, no, that's crazy, man. You see, going back to your versatility, too, though, I'd say, you know, no matter what people commission you, like, I think it's really important to kind of have versatility in general. And going yeah. through, like, a lot of the stuff that you're doing, like, shout out to you, man. Like, your art's really dope. Like, oh, thank you. Oh, of course, man. Like, seeing, like, the stuff that you do with, like, you know, cartoon characters, but then even going over and all of a sudden I see Anthony Bourdain, you know, just chilling there. It's like an actual portrait. Mm-hmm. Or even you have, like, Little Richard, you know, you have, a, was it a Steve Ditko, too, you know, like, all these different things that are up there. I'm like, oh shit, like this guy actually has like more things, you know, that he has going on. Like, you know, was, is that a tribute to just kind of like what you have going on at the time? Is is it kind of just like your style's always changing? Or is it kind of just like you're just feeling it as it goes? Um, I mean, I feel like I just have multiple styles, honestly. Like, one day I could do the cartoons, and even in the same day, like, I could, you know, do something in the style of like the, the Little Richard portrait, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, like I was saying, I just, I feel like I'm kind of everywhere. Like, I haven't necessarily locked down, like, a specific style. Um, but, I mean, honestly, a lot of the stuff that I make is just pulls from things that I'm into. And, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to make something just because I think or know that it's what people mm-hmm. might want, you know? But I just, I make it because it's something that I would want. And, and on like, the people who buy my stuff connect with it you know mm-hmm. and whether it's nostalgia yeah. with like nickelodeon or you know oh i'm down with mf doom you know like yeah right just, yeah uh a lot yeah just a lot of the stuff is just in the day what i'm feeling what i'm watching what i'm listening to you know like mm-hmm. it, it just it goes from day to day that's what's up would you do portraits of us yeah us three yeah why not you know there <laughs> we right. go we can we can get joel in there Right there. Yeah, right. Hang it right on the wall. Well, no, put it in the bathroom, dude. <laughs> so that when people are like, you know, taking a piss, they look up and it's just, just us stay, all happy. And then you have, you know, like, <laughs> draw it with their eyes, kind of looking down. So you're yeah, like, exactly. Like, watching them. <laughs> yeah, right. And no matter where you move, the eyes follow you. You know, like those paintings. You know, yeah. like where you you're washing your hands and they're still looking at you. You know. Oh man, I feel like that'd be prime. That'd be dope. Would, you know, would, that would be something nice to have. Though, like, I would love to to have some kind of some kind of uh, poster for for this yeah right that'd be dope man yeah see would vanessa let you hang that in the bathroom <laughs> fuck yeah what if you told her like it's your loved ones yeah yeah oh man that's what's like, up shout out to vanessa <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah see she does support us like a lot even though she doesn't show it but she does just like oh take this for the boys for the podcast you know like anything she sees that would help us she literally said, oh, here, take for this for the boys. Oh, what do you think about this for the podcast? You know, so it's pretty good. You're right. That support's got to be there, man. Like, have you had a lot of support throughout the stuff you've been doing? Or has have you felt any kind of pushback? Um, I mean, no, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I feel like my parents and, like, my family super sp- supportive. And they're mm-hmm. always, like, pumping me up. Um, mm-hmm. And then even friends, too. Like, 
I've never really had anybody like, oh, you want to do art? Like, you know? Like, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just like, oh, you're doing Nickelodeon Cartoon Network, homie. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, fine know? art only. Yeah, right? Fine art only, damn. If it's not oils, I don't want it. You know, like, I've, I've never had anybody, you know, or like, those, like hate on what I'm doing. Yeah, those movies where it's kind of just like, oh, and then my son's, uh, you know, he's a lawyer or something. He's like, oh, my son over here, he's this. Oh, and he's he's just an artist. Like, it's okay. He doodles. Yeah, he he doodles. <laughs> we'll hang this on the fridge. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> uh, that that's that, that's still that's still the same thing. Oh, and so even when people, are, oh, you going to uh, university, college? What are you majoring on? Finance. Oh, okay. Right? It's like, like, even yeah. with us too, we felt that a little bit. You know, yeah. it's just like you tell people, it's like, oh, we do a podcast, and they're kind of just like, oh, yeah, who doesn't? Like, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you kind of almost have that little bit of a pushback too, where kind of yeah. people like almost are expecting you to fail, or almost kind of don't put that support in because they're like, no, nah, it's going to be done after a year. Or like, but you know, a, they're not really going to be into it. Or but this is the thing, right? Like, remember we talked about like the people. I mean, at least for for these media, I don't know if you ever realized that at some point, like even I told Joel that. People will get tired of me just posting the podcast stuff on Instagram, on social media. Even your own per, like friends were like, "Okay, bro, like we're we're over we get it, it. Kill we get it, we are <laughs> doing this." But then I'm like, okay, and then I'm thinking ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing it for you though. Like, I know you guys support. You know that you guys are there. And you guys might not even listen to it, but that's fine. I'm trying to reach the people like beyond you, like the people that don't know mm-hmm. who we are, the people that are strangers. The ones that are gonna listen to and they're gonna like the content. They're gonna keep listening to it and recommend it to the people. Like I know support is at home. Like I know it's there, but we're trying to make it just above you and just kind of just you know reach out, type of thing. So with us, it's like that. Like uh, people that are my friends, like will like it, but then what I expect them to listen to, probably not. You know, because they can just talk to me, if, you know, on the phone or whatever. But the ones that don't know us, definitely like they'll get engaged on the content because you know they might want to know about Alejandro you know or, or Joel or me yeah man that's the whole thing too you really have to kind of reach out to people beyond like your friend circle yeah like what what time did you realize you're actually breaking through to people because even with us like we said people are like what are you Joe Rogan you know like who are you going to have <laughs> on your podcast Elon Musk yeah you know like, by the way like, that wouldn't be a bad idea man Elon Musk <laughs> yeah right yeah appreciate you coming through too man you know like you know, at least yeah. you know sitting down and just talking man you know like it's it's hard to kind of just kind of can as a, as an artist in general kind of getting your stuff out there and promoting it, just trying to get people involved. Like, at what point did you realize that people besides your friends are actually starting to like get into your art? Uh, honestly, sometimes it still doesn't feel that way. But um, I mean, last year was kind of when I first started selling at events mm-hmm. and not just you know posting on social media. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And, um, yeah, just seeing people's reaction to it face-to-face, I feel like that made, like, a, a big change in my mindset to where, like, oh, shit, you know, people like my stuff, and I could make money off of it. It's not just, like, mm-hmm. some side thing. Yeah, it's not my side hustle. Like, this can actually be, like, my actual, you know, something that I can make a career out of, right? Yeah, so, I mean, 2020, you know... Turned into a shithole, dude. But 2020 derailed all of it us. My plan, my like plan for the year was to um, do more like comic conventions, and like um, I had a, applied for um, Heroes Con, which is in uh, North Carolina. Okay, there we go. Hoping, nice. I was planning on doing something out in Minneapolis, um, 
and then yeah, just everything got canceled, you know. So yeah, I mean, so everything that got canceled. That didn't that didn't go to plan, but um, I've been fortunate to have a couple things start to come up. Um, mm -hmm. uh, some buddies of mine opened up a shop um, and are doing events outside, so uh, there's at least you know there'll be new people seeing my stuff. Um, sound, uh, mm -hmm. SJ made they're doing a. Um, online like virtual things since they can't have their normal events um mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll, I'll at least still you know have new people putting eyes on my work so that's cool yeah right it's crazy how covid all of a sudden just changes everything yeah because even with us we're planning on throwing another art show we're actually having it way bigger with more artists mm -hmm. you know more musicians more like better you know not better food because the food was amazing but like just <clears throat> more food in general like more options yeah. for people just kind of bring people together and then all of a sudden you know it just got derailed yeah because it'd be next month like thinking about it you know yeah, like you have things been... planned you're just like a teardrop rolls down yeah it would have been next month man Damn. we had like best fucking lineup we could we could be eating tacos you know like looking at good art listening to good music the only thing we like... could do now is just the what if you know what if it would have happened uh, like we had mm. the really we had pretty good lineup of bands to you know play live and damn but it, you know it's one of those things like mm -hmm. You know, Shout out I, to everybody that contributed on that. By the way, yeah, thank you for. And then if, eventually, if it happens again, if you guys are down, please. <laughs> you see, going to a convention though, that's like that's intense too. Like, it what is. does it go into like getting a spot? You have to pay for like the actual spot itself, right? Yeah. And then you basically at that point just have to show up. Um, I mean, I've never done one, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, right. It's like, um, yeah. So beforehand, you got you got to put in like an application and pay um, a fee. Um, so like for California, you also need a seller's permit. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I was to say like, why not San Jose or like anything local in the Bay area or just something in California? Why Minneapolis or like New Jersey, you know? Um, well, Heroes Con is a pretty big convention, a comic convention. Um, mm -hmm. Minneapolis, I eventually would like to move out there. It's a pretty cool city. Uh, Twin Cities, St. Paul, Minneapolis is a pretty dope spot. Um, and they're... Isn't like the comic convention in San Jose isn't as cool. <laughs> um, so say it, like, dog. Just say it. Was, say it. Was, uh, I like how you. I like how you just kind of uh, hesitated. I like you just like. Yeah, I like you just like took a bit of like fuck. Hey, well, yeah. it's it's more I, like I've uh, been to Silicon Valley Comic Con and it was all right. Yeah, I went to the. I, was at the, <laughs> I, was, I volunteered at the very first Silicon Valley Comic Con. Oh, nice. um, the Big Wow Comic Fest before that. I think that's what it's called. Was pretty mm. cool. But then now with the silicon or whatever the fuck yeah, it's a, called, it's like, it's more, it's more like a tech oriented. You know, because it's it's Wozniak's thing, right? So like, uh, well now what's his name from fucking MythBusters is like. Oh, Adam yeah, Savage. Yeah, he's he's the one like kind of running it now. Really? Because fucking, uh, I remember he used to do that. Like, uh, he would dress up, he'd cosplay, mm -hmm. and he'd basically post on Instagram that he'd be walking the floor. Yeah, it would and you'd have to go and you'd have to find him. Yeah, we'll go to Comic Con yeah. for that too. Because yeah, the the first year or two it was Wozniak and Stan Lee. Yeah, because that's because I remember like fucking I remember seeing Wozniak there, yeah. and you're all like, oh, this is Woz's thing, and you see him on the actual like pamphlet and shit, you know, yeah. like, um, and then after couple years it like kind of switched i guess um i i would i'd do like crunchy roll in san jose or something oh, yeah like crunchy that. roll con i was actually pretty dope um, no yeah that was a pretty cool convention right there too yeah i just feel like the the comic con here isn't as cool i don't know 
I was hoping that after a few years, it would kind of build up. Like, you know, like the first year, of course, it would be rough. The second year, like maybe a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But it felt like it just kind of stayed the same, like throughout. I feel like the last year they did it was probably the best. No, I didn't go this last year. I'm sorry. The one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and everybody. I didn't go this last year, but the year before that was actually pretty cool. You know, I went and they had like a bunch of people from Star Wars. You Mm -hmm. know, they had like Darth Maul there, Ray Park and everything. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dope. You know, so, but the only thing is too, compared to maybe like San Diego or like something like you said, you know, if like uh, the one in New Jersey is super huge too. Like I can only imagine vending at those places and seeing that many people. Maybe that's what it was. And he, he was trying to kill two birds with one stone. Vent and get to know that the place that he wants to move out to. So yeah, and yeah, just right? kind of like um, you know, grow grow my audience yeah. rather than just be only focused here. Um, you know, selling in different areas, have new people see my stuff, and yeah, build new build new fan base, and yeah. then network too. You know, like like we were saying with collaborating yeah. and, and mm-hmm. meeting new people. Um, you know, meeting other creatives or even people on the inside of whatever industry like you could open new mm-hmm. opportunities and stuff well, what is that saying I got hoes in different era codes <laughs> <laughs> I like it <laughs> like oh man yeah man so, so why Nickelodeon I've yeah. been noticing like your, your main your, like the main things that you've been at least posting you know has been Nickelodeon man are you more Nickelodeon guy compared to Cartoon Network no love for Cartoon Network so uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm a '90s kid through and through. You know, there I we go. Grew, grew up in front of a TV, and yeah, Nickel- I tell people I wear glasses because I sat too close to the TV. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I think we all did. Nickelodeon was just my shit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But with with the like mashups that I'm doing, it honestly started with this like contest on Instagram like five years ago or something, and it was it was. Just to do a mashup of Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life mm-hmm. and Wolverine. And, um, yeah, so I did that contest. Nothing really came of it. Um, but then maybe a year later, I was like, oh, shit. Um, I could do more of these mashups. Like, yeah, right? I just started, yeah. I started thinking of, you know, like, oh, Captain America and, and, and Arnold. Like, it's yeah, a fucking perfect uh, mashup. Spider-Man and, then, and Doug was pretty dope. If I do yeah, him, but- if I do Arnold as... As Cap, I can do Gerald as Falcon, and you know, like it just kind of. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, and then you know, it's like thinking, oh, Deadpool's red, Ickis is red. There's three like main X Force characters. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just I can do. All real like, yeah, you did, you did you know? Cable with the with the Chrome shadow. I bought yeah. that sticker at Martha. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, and it just kind of grew from there, and then um, I eventually had twenty and did a set of trading cards. Um, and now I'm working on another volume of them. Uh, the first one I just did was a mashup of Stimpy and Doctor Strange. Oh, there you go. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I saw you post that. It actually looks really fucking cool, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, everyone go check it out. Yeah, so I'm I'm working on on a new set. Uh, I don't know if I'll do 20 again, maybe 10. I have a list of 20 ideas. I was about to say, 20 is pretty pretty (laughs) legit, you know? Yeah, it's like, you have to have a good amount of fucking crossovers. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I wasn't even going to do, like, the trading cards at first. I was thinking it would be stickers or prints or something. But then, um, yeah, eventually the project just grew into a set of trading cards. You see, that's dope, man. Like, I'm, So I don't know if you know, because you say you're a 90s kid. I'm a 90s kid as well, right? The, there's these, back in the day, my brother had these old school Marvel trading cards mm-hmm. where it would be the Marvel character. And on the back, it would have, like, their description and, like, yeah. their height and everything and, like, who they're affiliated with mm-hmm. and all that stuff. 
And for years, I still can't find them. But that's how I know basically like all the Marvel characters <laughs> yeah. is because I'd sit there and I would just be looking at the cards all the time. And it would just be like Daredevil, yeah, Falcon, Ghost Rider, you know, freaking. And it would just go through. And then you had like Iron Man and you go through the whole X-Force. You had Cable, you know, everybody going through there. And then, like, when I saw, like, your stuff, too, like, knowing that they're actual trading cards, it was kind of like that same thing where I'm like, shit, man. Do you remember those Marvel trading cards at all? Yeah, I do. Um, and then, yeah, my cards have, like, stats and stuff. Yeah, man, that. that's why it's, like, it's very <laughs> reminiscent of that. Too. That's yeah. why, like, I saw those, I'm just like, yeah. It looks, legit. It looks legit, then. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, but why Nickelodeon, man? Why not Cartoon Network? Uh, Here we go. We established last <laughs> podcast that we're all Cartoon <laughs> Network kids, and then... Oh, uh, I didn't say that. But... Yeah, you did. A little bit, but I mean, <laughs> a little bit. To, I'm a little bit of both. I realized I didn't answer last time. It's I'm a little bit of both. I feel like somebody's gonna be listening to this podcast and then you're asking him this question, be like, yeah, let us know why, why. Uh, I, I would say I'm mm-hmm. I'm more, uh, more loyal to Nickelodeon. Uh, it, ha- it has a a dear piece of my heart. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, I also didn't have Cartoon Network. Um, okay, that's for, fair. for a that's, long that's time. A, that's a big factor I, I right to, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'd yeah. have to go to my cousins to watch Cartoon Network until until we got like you know a satellite or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the longest time, I didn't have Cartoon Network. But uh, you know, Cartoon Network shows are great. Gotta love you know Dexter and I Am Weasel and all that shit. You know. So, yeah. Right. So I still I do really like Cartoon Network. I don't I don't hate on Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network, hire me, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I think I just have more nostalgia for, for Nickelodeon, for sure. There we go. Who, who do you think could win in a fight, Dexter's from Dexter's Lab or Timmy Turner? Oh, uh, shit. And I'm not talking, like, gadgets or fairly odd parents. I'm talking just, just like, like, hand-to-hand just combat. Just fight. <laughs> just fucking wailing on each other, dude. Like, uh, I'll, I'll go with Dexter. He's got, he's got, I don't know, he's just... He's just a wiry little fuck, you know? Like, he's just, he's just, he's just crazy, you know? He's a wiry little fuck. You're going to be punching me at 90 degrees, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to duck. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. yeah, man. I was thinking that, like, you know, as far as, like, crossovers, like, I can never really think any crossovers, but I always think what cartoon, like, characters could fight. Like, like, Arnold from Hey Arnold and Doug. Like, who do you think would win? Arnold, for sure. He, you know, he's from the streets. Doug's from, from like, suburbia. He's just a little wimp. But what if Doug's writing in his journal? He's just like, dear and diary. Don't, or, like, dear journal. D- Doug, I like, whooped Arnold's like, ass today. He's, he's like a sad boy. <laughs> yeah, like, don't forget, Doug. hey, Arnold. I mean, Arnold um, is trained in karate. He, he, like, you know. Oh, that is true. I forget about <laughs> mm-hmm. that. But the, the thing about, like, you know, when I was I was thinking about it, they, like, Doug is, like, a little more, he's more the that was depressed all the time, dude. Well, he goes home at the end of the day and he writes in his book. He right? was fucking and depressed. Yeah. Like, I was like, damn, we used to watch this. Like, literally, we, we watched a story about a kid who was depressed, write on his fucking journal, and then being sad. Makes yeah, sense right? why most of the fucking the fuck? kids that were born in the 90s have, like, some depression kind of shit. No, guys, go back and watch some 90s. Like, I watched a Goofy movie not that long ago. Like, I went back to rewatch it. And there's certain things in that where I'm like, no wonder I've, you know, like, yeah. This, yeah, yeah. no wonder I had to work over this, you know, like freaking, you know, little road bump, you know, like there's certain things where you see it where I'm just like, oh, these cartoons were feeding us like subconsciously these little, yeah, like, exactly. like, like kind of little tidbits, you know, even like freaking, uh, Arnold, you see that I'm like, damn, dude, this kid is like, you know, 
His parents are not there. He's with his grand- grandparents, you know? Like, he calls his randoms, his family. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Well, and and you like don't even the... think twice about it. Yeah, just he's like, like yeah. oh, this is cool. Like, and then there's, like, the, the Mr. Win with... Uh, being from Vietnam and like how to leave. Oh, his and he daughter. like lost his daughter. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he gets like reunited with her and shit. You know, like yeah. yeah. But yeah, and then there's a lot of characters with, without parents. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, Chucky. He does have a mom. You know, dude. No, yeah, <laughs> dude, like that's fucking depressing. That is, that is really depressing too to think. Well, the whole. Have you heard those theories, like those cartoon theories, where they say that the Rugrats is actually like you know like an illusion? It's it's basically Tommy's dad having like PTSD because he lost Tommy at childbirth. Like, you know, he lost his wife and his son. So what he does is he makes toys, you know, that don't work because he's constantly trying to make toys for his son that was never born. So that's why he's having, like, all these different, like, you know, visions of, like, these kids and stuff. And he's basically having, like, these visions of, like, Tommy having these crazy adventures with the kids because that's what he wanted. Have you guys ever heard of those? Any kind of, like, you know, theories? That's one of them that I've heard for Rugrats. Um, The other one is Angelica being in an accident and being in a coma. Yeah, there's another one like that too. What the fuck? <laughs> no, yeah, go, go go through and look it up. It's some crazy shit. Yeah, Damn, dude. Cuz they're saying like that's why like freaking he's like a toy freaking, you know, like creator and stuff. You know, that's why he's always in the basement cuz he locked himself down there and like yeah, they they go through like some hella crazy shit. Somebody had a lot of time on their hands. Stark. Let me go ahead. Yeah, right? yeah. Somebody had a lot of time on their hands, man. Let me go ahead and kill uh, up. Sorry, Disney. So technically Russell is the guardian angel for um fuck I forgot the old guy's name. Is it Carl? I feel like it could be Carl. Carl. Is it Carl? No, Carl's the uh, the bird. Uh-huh. Thank you, senor. Oh, there you go. Shit, you have to. <laughs> Anyways, what was I? So long story short, where he ends up going to the freaking um, little mountain to drop off the house, that's his heaven when he enters heaven. Whoa. Yeah, no, I read that earlier, too. Damn. That's, that's, that's weird, man. Some weird shit right there. And Up's already sad as fuck, so... Yeah, right for real? Yeah, it's already <laughs> fucking sad, dude. And you add that... Damn. I'm crying, like, in the first ten minutes of that movie. Would you, would you rather work for, like, a huge company like Pixar? Or would you rather, like, do something, like, slow-key with, like, Cartoon Network? Where it's kind of, like, not low-key because it's still big. But more, not not on the scale of, like, let's say a Pixar kind of thing. Well... Because you say you do graphic you, design and stuff, too, you know? like Yeah, um, I mean either i guess either company is pretty cool but like uh if you use comic book for instance like mm-hmm. i'd i'd much rather work for image than oh there we go image Mar- yeah. the marvel or dc there um, we go or or even like i don't know image is really cool because they're very publisher. about like yeah they're very about like local or you know or like just kind of self-made artists right well, yeah all their projects are creator owned so I mean, it's not like you know where where Marvel owns all the all these characters and all these stories. Mm-hmm. You know, and for Image, the the creators have a lot of control. Like they choose the stock of the paper. They choose mm-hmm. like whether the cover is glossy or matte. They choose you know like. Um, it's like they're running their Everything. own private businesses, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. like uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Walking Dead guy as far as the books, you know, and Robert yeah. Kirkman, yeah, he started on Image, basically doing that same thing. Yeah. And then even like I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think freaking um, was it was it um, why am I why am I spacing on this? Jim Lee, I think Jim Lee was a part of Image as well. Yeah, um, like back in the '90s, uh, mm-hmm. was it something Cats? I forget what it's called. Um, but uh, the, yeah, Jim Lee was on there, um, and then they just put out a lot of create like really creative like stories. I don't know, just I feel like. 
it you get a better sense of the creator you know and picking up image was kind of where i realized like you don't just have to make comic books about superheroes you mm -hmm. know you could it can be fucking slice of life it could be about yeah. just some angsty little kid it could be I don't know. It can be about anything, you know? It can be something kinky, you don't know. Something, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, right? But going back to that, you're right. Like, if you work for, like, a Marvel or DC, like, they say, oh, I like your style. Want to do, like, a, a, a comic version of, like, say, you know, whatever fucking superior Spider-Man, right? And they want to do it in your style. But then again, you don't own the rights. You don't own... It's just mm -hmm. your image. Yeah. That's it. Like, you just, you just get paid for the project. But then you don't get to say, oh, like, I, it's mine. Or even, like, if you have a project that's kind of just a little bit, like, not confusing, but can't easily be digested by the yeah. main audience. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you know a, a comic or a graphic novel, it's a saga. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it's also on Image. Yeah, right, it's also on Image, yeah. It's, like, one of those books that I couldn't see, like, on DC or, like, on a Marvel. Yeah, know, Because right? it's just so all over the place, and it's so, like, vivid. It's very, like, really good storytelling, but, like, it's not your traditional, like, hero story. You yeah. know, like, I don't think, like, a kid could pick it up and just be like, oh, I'm all about saga. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and it's pretty raunchy for a child. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Saga is yeah, yeah. pretty raunchy too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's fair. It's like really wild space, like space opera. It's like a space uh, opera. They're trying to like they have a yeah, you know, go read Saga. I won't go too like, so far into it. Like Romeo and Juliet, Civil War, crazy stuff. In, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, go read Saga. Saga's dope. Trip out mm. on drugs. There's mercenaries and crazy characters and. Yeah, it's it's a dope series for sure. Yeah, right. Definitely a dope <laughs> series. Yeah, but to your point, yeah, like Image does a lot of like a lot of good things about giving creators their own freedom and actually mm -hmm. empowering them to make a story that they actually want to do. Yeah, and and then they own it at the end of the day. So even if mm -hmm. I don't know, even if Image canceled it, then they could take it and do it somewhere else. Like, okay. Um, I think yeah, exactly. the only exception is if it's through Skybound, which is where um, that's. It Robert yeah, that's, Kirkman's yeah, I was like, gonna say that's thing under image. Yeah. Um, so I guess with them, they because they help deal with uh, like the film and TV side of things. Um, or like they, it's, it's, me, kinda, it's media properties, right? Like, yeah, they, yeah. they they kind of I guess under Skybound, you the creators kind of give up a little bit of the ownership. I can um, see it because they they did the Walking Dead video games through Skybound. You know, and they did a lot of, like, other, like, you know, media through Skybound. So I can see them being like, you know what? How about we don't make it glossy? <laughs> yeah, you know? Or, yeah. You know, so, how, like... How about um, you... Fuck your text. We're going to make it Times New Roman. I don't need any of this fancy <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? So there's another... God damn. Um, there's another <laughs> image book called Birthright, and and that's under the Skybound, Skybound like, line. And so... Um, I think it has a TV show or something coming out, or it's mm -hmm. in production. And I think there's others where kind of is, is Preacher a, a freaking image uh, comic or no? That's Vertigo. So oh, it's on, Vertigo. So okay, it's never mind. By yeah. DC. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, never mind. Because I'm trying to think. Because like I know Preacher was on like was on something, but I wasn't sure if it was Image. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So mm -hmm. in those circumstances, because Skybound is dealing with the like. Like you said, media industry, you know, they mm -hmm, yeah. and they're doing a little extra work. They kind of take some of the ownership. Yeah, I feel that. Okay. Would Would you give up a little bit of ownership for your art at all, or do you, do you think it has to be just straight close to the vest? Because like I'm thinking about us, like uh, they're talking. Joe Rogan got freaking the Spotify deal, but Spotify owns a lot of like his media or a lot of his rights or his ways of doing things. But he's getting that check. 
You know, like, would you would you sacrifice certain things on your end to where it's just like, hey, I'm still getting paid, so... You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like a double-edged sword, like we've said. Like, there is no right or wrong way, because at the end of the day, it's your hustle. Yeah. You know, but kind of like, you know, at least for us, I don't, I don't know if we would sell the, or at least for me, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable selling the brand to like Sears. Yeah. Or I like, uh, or like, you know, something equivalent. You know? Like, I think it was Sears. <laughs> Does it even exist anymore? <laughs> my, my mom used to take me to Sears all the fucking time. I had PTSD. Leave me alone. <laughs> 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 you know? I, I think it would depend on the project. Um, like the, the graphic novel that I'm working on now, I would, I would prefer to go through either you know doing crowdfunding to where I'm getting help paying paying for it or try and sell it to I mean not sell it but um, you know do something with a, a publisher where I would still own a lot of the the rights to it so whether it would be image or mm-hmm. um, albatross or you know some other one that yeah, right. where the the projects are still created around okay yeah, right. Like speak, speaking on the graphic novel, is there anything that you can let us know about? You know, do we have a title? Is it just is it a is it deep in the vault to where you can't let any details out? Or uh, it's it's called This Sucks. Um, Here we go. Perfect. It, I've been working on it. For, uh, <laughs> Angel's like, I like it. <laughs> I've been working on it for years. Um, I'm currently going through. I don't know how many revisions this is now. I think version four is what I have it titled as at, mm-hmm. on a. Uh, on my Google Doc, um, yeah, I just it's uh, I have stuff on my like Instagram on it. I have character designs and stuff on there, but um, like if we're about, if we're reading the back of the book, you know, like what's yeah. what's the general synopsis, you know? Uh, so it's about a group of friends who are in a punk band. So it kind of draws from from real life a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, they are vampires, and uh, there we go. In this world, there's uh monsters about um people and monsters kind of live in assimilation you know Mm -hmm. kind of be in unity with each other you know like yeah uh there's class barriers uh part of the world that is left from a catastrophic event is like raised and up tops is where all the you know rich and wealthy people live and then down below is for the poor folks okay there we go and uh yeah, so these these dudes kind of get caught up in like some extortion, um, organized crime scheme. They see too much and then uh, end up having to fight for their survival and uh, defeating the the local slum lord. And then things get worse from there. Oh, they gotta fight Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for sure. Yeah, that sounds and, dope. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so so the fact that they're vampires kind of played into the title of you know this sucks. Um, yeah, and then there's, you know, zombie, like, cholo homeboy punks. There's um, <laughs> uh, werewolves. And yeah, man. It's, got, it's got some kind of, like, what I like about it. It sounds like it has, like, kind of, like, an outsider's vibe to it. Yeah. Where it's just, like, yeah, you know, they're kind of, like, doing their own thing. Even, too, like, I like that whole idea where you're tying it back in. Like, this sucks. It's, you know, something to do with them being vampires. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. Like, did you read a lot of graphic novels, you know, growing up? Or was it kind of something that you just fell into? Um, as a kid, not really. I mean, I would pick up... Because I didn't know, start like, reading them uh, until, like, high school. Yeah, like, pretty there. much the same. Like, as a kid, I, I would pick up, like, Simpsons comics or, you know, just mm-hmm. random things here and there. I remember those. Um, when I was in high school, uh, my dad 
from a like garage sale or something bought like two long boxes um of comic books and gave them to me there we go so my first like load of comics was just getting i don't know like over 300 comics at once so then um from there i was like i'd try to fill in storylines like oh i have issue three seven and eight of this arc of captain america let me go find what i'm missing and then mm-hmm. um read some of those but mostly just like geeked out on the art and i mean again as a kid like in the 90s watched x-men and spider-man and oh, yeah, man. you know all those shows so that that is what really got me into superheroes and stuff i oh, trust um, me man like i told people my my thing is like i love marvel but looking back at it for me it was watching the x-men animated series with my brother yeah you know yeah watching the spider-man animated and then, series and then and playing like, on sega and stuff oh yeah know? and then playing on <laughs> sega dude yeah like oh man um yeah so then a little later throughout high school um i would I started buying and reading a lot of comics and then um, probably about 20 or so is when I started getting into non-superhero stuff like Saga and uh, Walking Dead and Deadly Class and things on Image. And See, what's, what's your favorite graphic novel? Um, I'd say my all-time favorite is, is Deadly Class. Um, okay, there I, you go. And my own book kind of gets a lot of inspiration from that. Just That was one of the first things where I was i don't know just i've realized like i can put my own life exaggerated or Mm -hmm. you know things in my mind that wasn't a superhero into a comic book and people would want to read it and um it doesn't have to all be like this same you know marvel style where things Mm -hmm. are kind of realistically looking you know like and and not exaggerated cartoony kind of you know with with the, those image books, like even the art styles are so crazy and different between yeah, right? from one book to another, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, cause with me is like, I'm a big Alan Moore fan. So I love, mm-hmm. I love Alan Moore. So my favorite graphic novel is Watchmen. Yeah. Like even before the movie came out mm-hmm. and the t- freaking HBO series and all that shit, like I read Watchmen in high school from freaking cover to cover. I just smashed through it. And like, I, I love that book so much. Like it's a really, really good graphic novel for anybody that wants to read it. But what I, what I found is a lot of these writers, they do the same thing where it's kind of, they take their personal experiences, they take mm-hmm. their personal, like, thoughts on the world, and they translate them into, like, the world. Like, if you read, like, if you read Watchmen, you hear Dr. Manhattan talking about how he's, like, losing faith in humanity, or he's losing faith mm-hmm. in this. And it's really just, you know, like, Alan Moore talking about his actual thoughts on how he's actually feeling about people. Yeah, or, like, sure. my favorite thing is, I'm a big X-Men guy myself, so mm-hmm. my favorite characters are, like, Professor X, Magneto. There's a lot of times where they're playing chess. And they're talking about kind of like the way they view, like, let's say, humanity or mutants and like people. And like, realistically, that's their way of being able to kind of like express how they truly feel like, but low key, where it's like easily digestible for people where it's just like, oh, of course, because he's, uh, you know, he's Professor X. Oh, he's Magneto. Of course, he'd be talking about this. And you kind of people are able to relate that to you more than, than like talking to somebody like, let's say, face to face, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and especially like back in the day when a lot of these characters were being created i mean they they always had a social narrative to them you know like yeah. the x-men are you know they're an oppressed people yeah it's it all was, about you know oppression you know like yeah. you know even racism and stuff like that too yeah. you know like, and then and then even like uh the hulk like he he's like a um metaphor for like uh atomic testing and like stuff mm-hmm. like that and uh and then there's like the red scare and you know like all these things that were happening yeah, right. at the time 
like we're influenced uh, in those characters. Even by Captain Stanley, America, like so. World War Two propaganda, you know, stuff uh, like that. <clears throat> like, yeah, that's, that's the craziest thing too. Like, they start seeing like, oh, there's actual real, sh- real life on these people's on these characters' stories that you, mm-hmm. you can actually relate to. But uh, man, we're getting there. Yeah, I feel we're like getting, we're, getting, we're getting to the end, man. We can start wrapping it up. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything besides your novel that you're working on right now that you want people to check out? In the near future, weeks, maybe days, uh, <laughs> minutes. Uh, like I said, I'm working on a new set of uh, those Marvel uh, Nickelodeon mashups. So I'll be posting those. Um, I don't know how regularly, but regularly. Uh, the comic book. Um, right now, it's a lot of writing. So the art mm-hmm. isn't really uh, being worked on too much. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm always working on stuff, whether it's like one of those portraits or just, you know, whatever. So I'm trying to, I've recently gotten a lot of motivation now that things are coming up uh, uh, throughout. Let me, a, let me throw a challenge to you, man. There you go. So what I think it is. Yeah. Try to do, if you know, way you can, because I remember when I did that rendering, the little drawing of the three of us, mm-hmm. but instead of like our faces yeah. was a little skull, you know, us with a little skull and our headphones and whatever. Maybe something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Just throwing ideas. It'd be your style either way. Yeah, it'd be your style. So, yeah, we, that'd be fun. We can talk about it. Yeah. Um, in there. And yeah, I guess to finish wrapping it up, just check me out on uh, on the Instagram at Spencer Bones. Spencer Bones. All right, man. You hit him up. Commissions. Anything you guys need, hit him up. I was about to say, recently he posted about commissions. Hit him up. Yes. They're dope. Please do. Yeah, give me your money. Pay me to draw you things. Give me your money, <laughs> and I'll make sure I'll give you a good piece that you can hang your wall you're uh, and be happy every time whatever you're doing. Uh, where can they check you out, Joel, in social media? You guys can find me everywhere at JRV938. Um, and here at Killer Thoughts, and one more thing, people don't love all the freaking artists, they put their time, energy, and materials on it. They deserve that. And the haters will be like, well, you know. <laughs> Alejandro, what can they check you out on social media? You can find me at A. Ramirez 493 on pretty much everything. You can also find me at the Closing Staff Podcast. You can also find me here at the Killing Killer Thoughts Podcast. And then what's going on is what distracted me is we have some shout outs, guys. Shout out to Juicy Torres. Shout out to Dollar Sign Time, Dollar Sign. I don't know who the fuck you are, <laughs> but. You've been listening to us. And then shout out to little, is that Rezzy? Little Rezzy? Little Rezzy. Little, little Rezzy. Little Rezzy showing some love. Shout out to you. Shout out to you as but well. But you can find me at the Killer Thoughts Podcast. Represent. We care about you. We love you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you. You guys can find me on my personal handle, as Angels Daily Posts on Instagram. And also here in Killer Thoughts Podcast. Uh, have a good day, guys. Joel, close the pod. Hey, Google. Siri. I'm sorry. Not Siri. I th- how, how do I, do I just disrespect Alexa? I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Hey, Google, Alexa, play Killer Thoughts podcast on Spotify.